Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. J.P. Finley, host of B. Mitch and Finley on 106.7 The Fan in D.C., also on NBC Sports Washington, joins us now on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. JP, welcome to the show, bud. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Happy to have you. Um, what's it feel like to be covering a team that's technically in the playoff hunt? It's fun. I mean, I've been covering this team for a long time. I don't get a lot of these. So it, it's, it's much better than the alternative um, when you're out of it and trying to talk about spoiler roles and all that. But, you know, being Washington, there's always something. How many teams in the playoff hunt have a quarterback change in Week 17? Yes, you know it's funny you said that. I was on with uh, with Grant uh, yep. uh, earlier today, and I, I on air and off air, we both talked about how much like when I talk to Commanders fans, it's it because you guys have bad ownership, and we clearly have bad ownership here. It, it's like a cousin. We're like we're like football cousins because we suffer in the same ways. Totally, I I, I couldn't agree more. I mean. Sorry to tell you this, but you know everybody here's got their fingers crossed that maybe we get a good owner in about six months. Yeah, That's, it's only going to take seven billion dollars. Apparently, I, I don't have it, but somebody does. There's there's one guy. His name uh, rhymes with Bezos. That uh, <laughs> that might be able to pull that off. Uh, should the Dude, I'm on an island. I don't think it's going to be him. Who who you think it's going to be? Um, I think there's two guys. Uh, this guy Harris that owns the Sixers and the Devils has DC ties. Or this guy Todd Bowley. Um, that owns a bit of the Dodgers, owns a bit of the Lakers, owns a piece of Chelsea. He has DC ties. Um, I, I think the Bezos situation would be super complicated with the NFL, considering the Amazon deal. I think Bezos's immense wealth might make some old school owners like like Mike, like the guys that own the Bengals. You think they want to do? They could buy and sell them ten times over in the league. And 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 I would add that if you guys haven't been paying attention to this, like I have, but they, the 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 official correspondence from the commanders throughout all these investigations has talked about this well-funded misinformation campaign against Dan Snyder and the commanders. And I think that's a not so subtle jab at Jeff Bezos and the Washington post. So you got to remember Dan still controls who he's going to sell to. I just think it's funny that, that Dan Snyder thinks Bezos is out to get him like buddy. If Bezos wanted to get your ass, Bezos is so stupid, rich He'd have that ass. Right. Yeah. JP, let's look at the game here. Uh, should Browns fans live in our fears about Carson Wentz starting more than if Taylor Heineke was still the starter? I don't know. Um, I think, I, you know, I, I think you can get on a plane from New York and fly to Cleveland, or you can get on a plane from D.C. and fly to Cleveland, and you still get to Cleveland. I, I kind of think Heineke and Wentz are, are pretty similar quarterbacks. It, 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 
you arrive at your destination different ways, but it's a similar destination. I mean, we've been crunching all the numbers since they made the change. They are almost identical in attempts and completions. So then if you dig in further, they're almost identical in turnovers and touchdowns. Carson's going to give you more yards per game. Carson's, you know, the the San Francisco game kind of skewed it because he only played a quarter. But generally, Carson's going to give you about 250 yards a game. Generally, Taylor's going to give you about 205. So that's a difference. And I think the commander's coaching staff just got honestly tired of Taylor's misses on plays that looked like short touchdowns. Um, He had some plays where he just didn't connect with guys kind of explosive plays down the field. And and if you go back and watch just the last month of tape, but even more than that, it it seems to happen damn near every week. And they're not scoring enough. And and Heineke absolutely has like an intangible magic to him that late in games you believe they can pull it off. And, And frankly, Wentz doesn't have that. But they weren't scoring enough. And what's the winning goes away once the magic goes away then it's like what are we doing here we got 13 points through three quarters we're not going to win this way um so i'm not surprised they made the move i'm not entirely sure it's going to change a lot frankly jp how do you make bad carson Wentz show up pressure um i mean here's something that should encourage your audience is the last two nfc defensive players of the week have come after playing the Commanders. Uh, two weeks ago, Kayvon Thibodeau just dominated the line of scrimmage, um, had a strip sack fumble touchdown of, of Taylor. Uh, last week, uh, Nick Bosa just dominated the line of scrimmage. Um, he had a strip sack fumble, so I, or I guess it was ruled an INT, but, you know, Miles Garrett, I, I honestly think Miles Garrett might be the most important player in this game. Um, what Taylor is better at is pocket awareness and escapability. Carson is better at getting the ball out quick, but his pocket awareness and his capability aren't that good. Um, and and I, I really think, is Clowney going to play? It seems kind of up in the air, but he's been limited on the, on the injury report. I, I think it, it – I was listening to you in the open or, or coming back from break there, and like you're saying, like Cleveland could absolutely win this game. I agree with you, dude. I, I, uh, the commanders are coming in. I think the path to the commanders for winning – and one thing they've done since Carson got hurt in week six and they went to Taylor week seven, they installed kind of a super ball control physical offense where they're running the hell out of the football and want to win time of possession. Um, and that formula kind of worked for a while, especially in their big win over Philly on Monday Night Football. But they've had some injuries on the offensive line, and now their backs are kind of banged up. Antonio Gibson hasn't practiced this week. It's hard for me to say he's going to go on Sunday. Brian Robinson told me yesterday that, you know, hey, man, it's week 17. I'm, I'm beat up, but that's where everybody is at this point in the season. So uh, it's going to be quite interesting. Well, listen, just pass this along to Ron. All he has to do is run the ball, right? <laughs> the, 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 the through line between uh, the Browns' wins and the Browns' losses are when other teams uh, have, at least here down the stretch, have been when other teams have just stupidly late in games been like, we should stop running the ball now because, you know, we're going to win. Is there a through line in losses for the Commanders this year, either offensively or defensively? Honestly, it's probably like the inverse of yours when they get away from the run. They were up 10 nothing on the Giants in the Meadowlands three, four weeks ago, and Brian Robinson was gashing New York. He was going for seven and a half a carry. Gibson was going for four and a half a carry. 
And in the second half of that game, inexplicably, those guys got a combined five carries. Um, I do think if they stick to the run this weekend, they should beat Cleveland. But, you know, they're on the third string center, unclear what they're going to do at right guard. Um, I mean, I don't know that there's any offensive lineman that's going to be in their starting five that is a, you know, above replacement level player. And if they start to get pass happy and they're like, oh, well, we got Carson back, we got to air it out, I, I, would, I would worry about that. JP, can I interest you in Derek Carr in D.C. next year? A lot of folks are interested or will be interested. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think he's significantly better than kind of the Carson Wentz's, Baker Mayfield's of the world. Um one guy I won't be shocked if they're interested in is Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I also think if Carson plays pretty well down the stretch here, there's a chance they just bring him back. They'd have to restructure his deal. There's no way you can pay him what his current deal constitutes. And he'd probably be up for a restructure because he has no guaranteed money left on the deal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the car thing is interesting. Uh, Washington has some legit firepower offensively. I mean, your audience probably knows Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel – Jahan Dotson out of Penn State is having a really good rookie year. Um, in the offseason, they need to address O-line, certainly, and um, probably add some secondary depth, some corners, some linebackers. They have a massive decision to make with De'Ron Payne. Um, but Washington's in a good place to try to get somebody. I'm not sure. Dude, I mean, with the sale and the ownership up in the air, it's so hard to know what the heck will happen. Um, but... Yeah, the Derek Carr thing is at least intriguing. JP, I'm, I, I followed – I was a member of the media in Carolina uh, Ron's last few years there. Um, I, I, I called for him to be fired in Carolina, and I regretted it the second Matt Rule became the head coach there. <laughs> I, I think a lot of the human being that is Ron, and I actually think he's an underrated coach. I don't know anybody else would have 21 wins in three seasons with what Washington's gone through. Name change, Dan Snyder, uh, reworking the entire organization. I'm not saying he's perfect, but I, I'm, I'm rooting for Ron in Washington. What's what's the vibe from Commanders fans on on Ron almost three full years in? Um, Probably, here's what I think you can say about Ron definitively. You can... You can question some X's and O's stuff. You can you can really question some clock management stuff. Um, scheme. I, I don't think Ron should be, you know, the the person in charge of personnel. I, I think he'd be better off separating those duties. But you, what you can't question, and I'd argue Ron is among the best in football, and maybe near the top, at the people side of football, at the motivation side, at the understanding what players need when players need to be cared for when players need to be pushed um i think he's elite at that and i think that's why you see his teams get better as the season progresses and he rarely ever has a totally you know very rarely is a rivera team out of it by thanksgiving you know that the flip side of that is it'd be great if they could start fast one year and not have to scratch and claw their way in late um ron the dude is is top of the list uh you know ron the coach people got questions about and Right now, it's funny, man. Last year, everybody was up in arms about the D coordinator, Jack Del Rio. This year, I think a lot of people have been frustrated with the offense coordinator, Scott Turner. Um, I can't imagine there'd be much change. Like, 
all signs point to a coming ownership change. I don't think anybody, like, if, if, if somebody was to get fired, Dan would have to pay off their contract. I don't see him doing that when he's about to sell the team. Like, why, why would you deal with having to cut Scott Turner or Jack Del Rio a $6 million check or Ron a damn probably $25 million check when you can just chill and see what happens? How will the sale of the commanders impact Ron's future? Or rather, does Ron have to do anything to kind of, I'm not talking about this offseason, but kind of even next year. Um, is there anything Ron can do to kind of set himself up to be the guy for the next three to four years before he decides to retire? It's kind of bizarre. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm fighting a cold like the rest of the East Coast. <laughs> but um, I, honestly, I think the sale, I think Ron's kind of been through this before with Richardson to Tepper and in, in, in Charlotte. And I think, I think the sale for going into 23 gives Ron some security. Um, not going to overhaul operate. Like what, let's be real. What's the earliest a new person gets in March, April, like you're going to overhaul everything after you just had free agency and two weeks before the draft. Like, I just don't see that now. I could see a new owner talking to Ron and saying, Hey, I'm bringing a GM in. And, you know, typically you do what the owner says. Or a new owner comes in and says, all right, man, you got a year. I'm going to sit back and watch, and I'm going to learn, and we'll talk at the end of the year. I think all those are possible options. JP, real quick, bud, let's get a prediction for the game. I, I'm telling you, man, I'm terrified of this game. <laughs> Why on earth is the line so short? It, it, and, and the second day, if you watched the uh, Commanders game against the Niners last week, they were giving up big play after big play. I know that Niners offense is way more explosive than what Cleveland brings to town, but I, I this game scares me, dude. I Like, 21-20, Commanders. All right, JP. Great stuff, buddy. We appreciate you. Enjoy the game, and uh, hopefully in two weeks you're talking about a playoff team. At least one of us can be happy. I hope so, bro. Thank you for the time. It's so funny. The last couple of weeks we've had people on, like that uh, Ravens game. We had Vinny Serrato on. And Vinny called it. He's like, yeah, I, I think I think the Browns are going to win this game. Um, trying to think of the last one. Uh, I think we talked to somebody. Which game was that? Oh, no, it was on uh, around uh, the north on the morning show. That uh, Monday Night Football game. I think it was Mo Egger was on. It was either Mo or James Rapine. And they were afraid of the Browns. It feels like every time we've had somebody come on, and they've been worried about the Browns, they've actually been right. And it usually is after a bad loss by the Browns. Like the uh, the first Bengals win was after that loss to the Ravens where they could have won it, right? This uh, this Saints game, or sorry, the, the Ravens game was after the, the Bengals loss. I think the Browns can win it. But I do want to know how you guys want the Browns to handle this game. Because I think there is a conversation to be had about whether you put Nick Chubb on a pitch count. I think there is a conversation to be had. I, I Personally, I don't think you need to see Jadavian Clowney. Having Jadavian out there in this game, given what JP had to say about their banged-up offensive line, I'm sure it'd give the Browns a better chance to win. But long-term, Alex Wright has earned the opportunity to to go ahead and get these final two games as an audition. You're going to pay Jadavian either way, so you don't need to release him. But uh, if, if if we've seen the last of, and I and I want to be sensitive to this because the guy is coming through a concussion 
And, I, you know, if anybody's trying to fight through a concussion or try to get through protocol to get back on the field, I can respect that. Jadavian Clowney should not be back next year. He just shouldn't. This was a wasted year with Jadavian. You paid him $10 million or whatever it was to be injured and to not be effective. I think the next two games should be an audition for Alex Wright. I even have no problem sitting Kareem Hunt. Personally, it would hurt. It Like... Kareem is one of the few guys that I think it's best if he moves on, but that I am going to miss Kareem Hunt when he isn't here. It's like Jarvis Landry. I didn't think they should have paid Jarvis Landry. And I was right. He's not been that good in New Orleans. He's actually out for the rest of the season. But it hurt. It didn't make it any easier to see somebody that played his ass off and, and tried to change the culture here. Doesn't make it any easier to watch that guy leave. That's Kareem to me. But if it's Nick Chubb and Jerome Ford this Sunday, it probably should be. But there is one person that this game matters to. And there is, you know, everybody, I, I heard JP this morning call the final two games of this season. Oh, they're meaningless. And I don't know why, but just that idea just, just does chap my ass a little bit. When you've got a team, well, no, we, right now the organ, there's a giant fight for the soul of the Cleveland Browns. That same old Browns, that Jimmy Haslam negative ass karma, that's trying to continue to suck the Browns down into god awfulness. Right? That's still there. The sins of Jimmy's past as a Browns owner are still there. The scars of the last 20 years of the Browns are still there. And yet that locker room, and I would say even though they might not do it in every way we want them to, they might not be able to say it the same way. Kevin Stefanski and Joe Woods are trying to do the same thing. They're fighting for the soul of the Browns. Trying to move them back towards the light instead of back towards the darkness, which is all we've known for 20 years. But who this game really matters for is Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson needs to ball out in one of the next two games. He does. He needs to. It's not for for his psyche, for the Browns' psyche, for Kevin Stefanski's psyche, for Jimmy Haslam's psyche, for your and my psyche. Deshaun, for his own, Deshaun Watson needs to have a good game over the next two. And if he has two good games in a row, even better. We deluded, The Cleveland Browns deluded themselves into four wins at the end of a meaningless season with Eric Mangini to bring that Jamoke back for a second year. By the way, wrong decision. Deshaun's going to be back next year, though, regardless. This is about can you, can you get him in a positive mindset at the end of the year? Fortunately, or, well, okay, unfortunately, you're about to go up against one of the best front fours in the NFL in Washington. Fortunately... That's going to afford a lot of opportunities for Deshaun Watson to move around and try and make plays. Maybe that sparks some magic. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. How do you want to see the Browns approach these final two games? You want to see them throw their hands up and say, "Bleep it! It doesn't matter. These games are meaningless," like everybody seems to want to do on the Browns. Or do you want to see them really chase wins? Kevin Stefanski yesterday made it seem like they're going to be chasing wins. I think that's the only way for Deshaun for this locker room, for the culture, for the soul of the Browns. I think it's the only way they finish out the season. So if that means an extra 20 touches on Nick Chubb, so be it. Even if that means uh, seeing Jadavian Clowney on the field again. How do you want the Browns to approach the final two games of this season? And I mentioned Deshaun Watson. 
This game really matters for Deshaun Watson, for his psyche, for the Browns' psyche, for your psyche. And I think this game has a pretty big impact on how you'll answer the next question I have for you guys two weeks from now and six months from now. That's next on 92.3 The Fan. This is... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.